Welcome to CEO Interviews, a production of GORCOM in which we take the time to speak with small cap executives about what's going on at their companies. With us today, happy to have them back. Marshall Gunter, CEO of Datametrics AI, trades on the Venture Exchange on the stock symbol DM for our friends in the US, DTMXF, and for our friends in Europe on Frankfurt under D4G. If you're watching this, this is our year-end wrap-up. Going to have a great fireside chat. Uh, for those of you new to the story, look, uh, this has been a fantastic year for Datamatrix. They've got two great sides of the business that, that's taken place and has been executed really well. Uh, on the one hand, they've got the artificially artificial intelligence-driven social media uh, monitoring, discovery, and fake news detection. You know, that's the layman's way to say it. Clients there, Canadian federal government, U.S. Air Force, Latte, the $2.6 billion Korean multinational conglomerate. They're doing fantastic things. And as a result of that security clearance, I don't think they anybody saw that they're going to be in this business in January. But as, as a result of that clearance, they're well positioned with deep roots, both in South Korea and the Canadian government to assist uh, in COVID-19 kit this, uh, test kit distribution. And they've signed really big deals with the likes of multinational mining companies, uh, film and television companies. Uh, so they've done really well with that. As a result, they put up their Q3 numbers, record nine months, record Q3. Let's talk about it. Marshall, welcome back, my friend. Glad to be here, George. Hey, before we go into numbers, start start talking specifics. How happy are you with how Data, data Matrix is ending off 2020? Well, I'm extraordinarily happy with it myself. Um, you know, it's been a good year. So last year, this time, you know, we were in terrible shape, just to be brutally honest. I mean, I think the stock was at about two cents or maybe one, one and a half. <laughs> uh, and then, you know, we came in, we reorganized. Um, we've, re, you know, cleaned house in a lot of our businesses that weren't working, doubled down on the AI, which we knew we could do something with. Um, and, you know, as a result, right now, we're up around 13, 14 cents, uh, something like that. So over the course of a year, I'd say that's, you know, I'm very, very happy with that. Um, as you were mentioning earlier, I mean, for data metrics, it's been, you know, record setting numbers this year. Just so in our Q3, you know, we did nearly $5 million in revenue. Over the past three quarters, you know, it's about 7.6, 7.7. Both are um, records, right? Yeah. Quarterly, that's yeah. a record quarter, and that's, that's a record, a record quarter. That's a record nine months. Um, we've had unprecedented expansion in our artificial intelligence business. Uh, what we, you know, we just announced, uh, you know, the completion of Ideas Stage Four, which is uh, working with the Canadian government on a technology uh, that we call Smart, which is a social media automated reporting technology. Uh, and I'm happy to say it's complete and we're rolling it out like literally right now. So you're going to see it in the next couple of days. So literally. let's talk about that. I want to talk about the AI, uh, the AI side first. Uh, that's Certainly. in fact, that's how you and I started working together because the GORCOM has said that this decade, you know, our thesis here is this decade is going to be driven by uh, Con the convergence of disruptive technologies like artificial intelligence, augmented reality, and so on and so forth. So that's why we love started working with you. Um, what is uh, what is ideas at the end of the day? You know, how do, well, what, I, ideas is a government program, okay? And what they do is they look for um, 
various cutting edge technologies that they want to get involved with. Okay. And so when they do the selections, you know, you bid on the contracts and you get selected through an RFP process. And once you, you know, when you give your solution to them, um, then they fund it, right? And then they work with you to realize that solution because they know that they're going to be able to put this technology to, you know, to good use. So prior to that, you know, we've worked with you know, over the past five or six years, we've built up our product, you know, directly with the Canadian government with, you know, defense research and open source intelligence and other branches of the Canadian government. So they were very familiar with us. But the, what SMART does and why they were so interested in it is they put out a call uh, within the ideas uh, umbrella, so to speak, uh, talking about making sense of the noise. Uh, that was the There's a lot of noise out there, right, Marsha? I mean, social exactly. media has got, even for me, you know, I grew up on discussion forums. I've, I've been deeply involved in social media uh, and man, it's getting noisy. Yeah, and so this was, you know, at the time we were working, um, you know, with the Canadian government on uh, foreign actors and their influence in the Canadian election. So we, you know, there's a paper about that that was published uh, with NATO on our website you know, about various uh, various topics within the 2019 Canadian elections, right? So think, you know, mining fake news for the elections. And you know, that's basically what it is. So we were involved in that. And then we saw this making sense of the noise. And one of the things that uh, we brought to bear was we were already weeding a lot of that out, right? So allowing people to, you know, focus on the analysts to, you know, focus on the propaganda itself or focus on, you know, what the real messages are that, you know, by pulling all the propaganda out of the narratives. And, you know, this works not just on social media, but it works on standardized media too. So you can target, you know, various bad actors, you know, or known sources of propaganda. You know, one of the big ones is they see um, some of the different Russian television uh, back stations, you know, you can point it at them. If you want to look at, say, Sputnik News or RT, you can point it there and you, know, you can pull out, you know, this is proper messaging and this is a bit, you know, not, not so proper. Yeah, this is suspect. Um, so we were already doing that. And so we applied and we saw an evolution of our product in this, in the fact that it's not just the, the ability to make sense of the noise, right? Because there's just a deluge of data out there. Nobody can keep up with it. There's no analysts or a group of analysts on earth that can do this quickly, right? And they just can't. It's too much information. But one of the things we wanted to do with our product and this gets into our strategy long-term, which we can talk about later, but we wanted to make it a lot more approachable, right? Because um, we've got crazy powerful tech, but sometimes that means it can be crazy complex. And, you know, that's okay when we're being deployed with, you know, Canadian Armed Forces or U.S. Armed Forces. Yeah, they can, they, they can handle that. Exactly, they can handle it. But you deploy, you know, into Canadian tire, <laughs> that's a different matter, right? Like, they don't have... PhD, you know, data analysts just lying around, <laughs> like, you know, the military will, or say, you know, policing services and, and people like that, governments, they, they've got that stuff and they can use it. So, so that was so you one had to find a way to automate it to really get to scale to George Com and ABC Widgets and XYZ Technologies at the exactly. end of the day. 
So we were already talking about this, and then this RFP came out, so we took it and we won it. And they loved it. By the way, that's no small thing, man. Yeah, but thank you. But they they liked it too for the sole reason that you know yes they do have these people laying around they've got the data analysts they've got this but you know sometimes to get to a, like a you know an actionable piece of data into a decision maker's hands right that's the analyst's job take all this data make it actionable give the summary to the decision maker whoever that may be um, in the tree so that they can consume it quickly and make smart choices right so whether that's a military hierarchy or you know, anywhere else, this is, this is the way it works. But sometimes even with the tooling, you know, it takes uh, several hours for an analyst to pull all that apart. Think, think if, um, I mean, just to give you an example, one of the crisis events we covered and we've seen this was uh, with, we were deployed with NATO and there was a frigate called the Helgenstad that, that listed and started to sink. And so just within 15 minutes of that event, coming out into the media, there was over 100,000 different posts worldwide in social media on that event. 15 minutes, that's all it took, boom. So no analyst can consume that in 15 minutes. But with smart, you can. <laughs> and that's the idea. So we- What kind we of cost, to... by the way, what kind of cost? So that's obviously very, very powerful. You know, mm -hmm. what does the cost look like? I'm assuming there's a scale there. Right, smaller companies. Is it, is it, is it the amount? Yeah, of absolutely. So the cost, will, the cost will be out just shortly, but it is scaling, and it, it mostly has to do with how much data you consume. Right. How much what? How much data? Right. How much data are you consuming through the system? Right. So, for instance, um, you know, if you wanted to monitor something minor, or you know, maybe there's news about Tesla in Canada. Okay, there's not a lot of news in Canada about Tesla. That's trivial. Right. But if you go on, just say, let's say I want to look at, oh, I don't know, um, Facebook and Twitter, and you type in Donald Trump, <laughs> you're going to get the flood. You're going to get the Library of Congress. <laughs> exactly. So, you know, it'll scale with the amount of data you want to process because that's what drives our cost, right? Um, but again, it not only shortens that time to insight, it also automates a lot of it and makes it more approachable, right? So now, you know, you don't need to have an analyst in play to, to bring those actionable insights out. So we can go forward and we can, you know, talk to airline industries. We can talk to, you know, um, manufacturing okay. companies, all kinds of people. This you can talk to potentially, potentially uh, Marshall, you could talk to public companies, right? Absolutely. Hey, hey Absolutely. you know what everyone's saying about you and you want it all wrapped up and with this is the, this is the product. Yeah. And it works with the, it not only works with the monitoring portions of the solution, but it also works with our discovery engines. Right. And that's where we people, you know, that's what really sets us apart is that discovery portion. Right? You know, if you, anybody, can, there's a lot of monitoring tools. Okay. But with monitoring, you, you got to know what you're looking for already. Right. So right, right. You, don't, you don't really need us to do you know, monitoring, especially if you're just looking at trends like, like popular trends. You can go to Facebook or Twitter or CBC, BBC, Fox News, CNN, whatever. You'll find it. You'll know what's going on, okay? No problem. You don't need that. But we can tell you, you know, what's coming up in two days or what's just trending underneath that's getting ready to erupt um, that you need to be looking into now. <laughs> 
before. And I would love to almost see uh see an action one day. You know, maybe we can do uh you know a, a live demo when you're you get a screen share or something. Not for oh, any absolutely. not for any clients' confidential info, but you know, any kind of hot topic at the time to see to just to watch how it works. Certainly, absolutely. We've got uh, case studies on this also, some really good ones I can check. But with that tech, you know, this opens up a whole new avenue that, you know, and a lot more verticals that we, um, you know, we can approach and, uh, you know, we can successfully work with. And th that's the idea. But even, you know, making it more approachable is good, making the time to insight, you know, and making decisions easier and faster to make. That's, that's great too. We love both of those. But even now, um, the last step of it is that once you once you set it up, it can be automated. <laughs> so you don't have to do anything. It'll just email it to you if you like, or text it to you and say, okay, here's what here's what you need to know. Bam. <laughs> so okay, so the tech side is obviously fantastic. I mean, I'm already thinking about from the Agoracom point of view, can I use this to pick up trends? in the small cap world and the TSX venture and the CSE. And the, I'm probably talking to people off camera about that. So the technology is great. How are you going to commercialize in terms of what's your, what's your marketing plan? Is it, is it partnering with, with big partners? Is it direct sales? Are you, are you calling a Gorecom direct and Canadian Tire direct and ABC widgets direct? How are you, how are you going to go about rolling it out? Cause this is obviously a fantastic tool. How, how do you optimize the monetization? So it's a combination of those two things. Um, this gets into a lot of what will, you know, what the next year looks like. So let me, let me talk about that in terms of, you know, how we're rolling it out, how we're moving it through uh, the next year. So as you know, um, and we've talked about this here before in Korea, we uh, built up a land and expand strategy to test our viability um, in the public so, or in the private sector you know, because we were working with the public sector mostly as of, you know, last year. And so it's, it's worked really well. That strategy worked tremendously. Like we went into Latte, we, you know, we landed a small contract. They loved what we did. So we expanded to more of their subsidiaries and now we're in several of them. Um, and and you know, your preferred partner, right? You're and on the preferred, preferred partner. partner in Latte, which is again, helping that land and expand strategy, which then led to, you know, um, two and a half million dollar, you know, uh, project with Samsung, right? Who's an even bigger company than Latte. So we're in the middle of that with Samsung and we're using the same, the same strategy and we're going to continue that. So we're going to start rolling these solutions into, you know, the, the um, contracts we already have, right? So they said, look, you know, um, we've put these pieces in place for you, but this new tech, look what it can do. So that's that's one portion of it. So we want to we want to funnel the new stuff into the you know to the guys and land some of those larger contracts. But now, additionally, that we have that strategy, okay, and we know it works and we've proven it right with two multi-billion-dollar corporations, right? It works. We're bringing that back, and we are we've been doing this over the past four or five weeks now, um, with you know, sales funnels, et cetera. And we're going into, you know, the private sector markets back here. So Canada, United States, with these, with this new tech and this new uh, capabilities we have, you know, 
we're going to be working in new verticals, working, you know, um, in new sectors going forward. Like I said, we can work in, you know, we can probably effectively work in retail now. We can work with airline industries. We can work, um, you know, with manufacturing industries. We can work with distribution. Are, are there um, any verticals in particular that you want to focus on? Because, yeah, you're right. You can go after multiple. Any ones yeah. that you, you have a top two or three verticals that you want that, that you're thinking of? Uh, certainly. We've got a couple of them, but um, that dovetails... This, this is, and by the way, we haven't set this up. So, because every time I ask you a no, question, no, no. segue. So, I mean, this is just free flow, and free flow. Yeah, it's fine. So, the the <laughs> easiest verticals are, are the ones we're working in in the COVID side right now, um, and the reason is because we've got our foot in the door, right? So, one of the hardest things about enterprise sales is getting in, right? Getting to the person who can make the decisions. Well, as you mentioned you know, we're already in with several large verticals and that's due to COVID testing. So one of the strategies we're going to be, you know, rolling out is let's leverage those relationships that we have um, and leverage, you know, the, you know, the Rolodex that we have now and see what we can do using those channels. It's like, you know, in addition to the COVID test, you know, we have this great product over here that you might be interested in, you know, Let's have a demo. Let's show you. And we can show you what it's done for Samsung. We can show you what it's done for Latte uh, and get in that way. So those are the lower hanging fruit. And, you know, once we get in there, you know, we're going to, you know, we're hoping to duplicate what's happened in Korea. Whereas it's what the way it kind of works is, you know, one company says, oh, you know, that those guys have a shiny toy. <laughs> Where oh, did yeah. they get it? <laughs> I want one, right? And so that's the, that's the idea. So as we move forward, you know, we're going to be the two sides of the business, right? Are now, you know, these, it's kind of coalescing. So that's we'll interesting. Leverage. Dovetailing yeah. into each other. That's really interesting. Exactly. Exactly. And you've got credibility on both sides, right? Exactly. You've got credibility on both sides. So uh, it, it's probably the easy walk-in just, just to get you, just to get, the pipeline going. Yeah, exactly. We don't have to go through that cold calling, right? It's just I can actually pick up a phone and get somebody I know that can pull strings. You know, there's there's it cuts through all the red tape, uh, and that's really important in the sales cycle, especially in AI. The AI sales cycles are not are not short. You know, COVID sales cycles are very very quick because you know you got to get it deployed. Most of the time, we have us. You know, if we get called. They want us to deploy, you know, if we get a call at 9 a.m., they want us to deploy by noon. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm not joking. Yeah, no, uh, we, <laughs> we know. Fast. And, um, but with the AI sales cycles, they're a little slower because this is, you know, this is enterprise business sales. So they've got to, there's more to it than just, you know, testing and getting results. They have to, you know, build out a business plan. How's this going to, how are they going to leverage it? Where's it going to fit into their, you know, their future operations, et cetera. All that has to be, you know, tested and, you know, internally um, digested. And then, then we roll out, right? Once but more often than not, Marshall, you can most likely show a great ROI more often yeah. than not say, look, this, because the world is data driven. If you have data, if you have powerful analytical driven data, then you can, yeah. you can accomplish so much with it. Yeah. And that's what, you know, that's a, again, something we're going to be doing on you know this side of the the pacific 
going forward. And we do have those examples now. So we've got great examples. And you know, maybe we should do this in a Christmas holiday treat or something. I walk people through those examples, how exactly this stuff works. Um, and you know, I could, we could do it here. Uh, uh, but we have those examples in the private sector. We've got them in the public sector now with multiple companies, right? Like I said, multiple very large you know, billion dollar corporations. And so that having done that over the past year, I'm really proud of our team and I'm proud of what they accomplished because we now, you know, last year we did not have what I would call a very solid proven business model, but now I can point to real success in the real world on, you know, both the public side and the private sector and say, look, it works. And, and what I love about that side of the business, Marshall, is that that side of the business is going to grow, I mean, mm -hmm. for the next 20 years, right? I mean, AI is not going away. <laughs> yeah. And, I, and I'm just saying 20 years because, you know, in tech, who knows what's going to be here 21 years from now and how things are going to be being done, right? Uh, yeah. But this is going to be an expense. Would you expect that this would be an expanding and growing business for ne over the next, okay, I don't want to say 20 years, but for for the next five years, you're going to come after North America. You're going after Europe. You're going to go after Latin. The whole world is your oyster at the end of the day, right? You just got to. Oh, of course. Yeah, of course. And, you know, North America is not going to be the only focus, too. Um, we have we have contacts in Europe um, already, you know. And again, a lot of that came through COVID, right? Uh, and they are very interested in the AI, you know, now that they've got wind of it. So we'll be we'll be looking at that angle also. Because at the moment, you know, we work with um, all the big three um, European languages, right? So it's going to go out and, you know, we'll be able to cover a lot of territory within the next year. So product expansion is there. You'll see a few more press releases about that before the, before the holiday. So because we've got a couple, couple other small surprises coming in there. Um, but the big one is that smarts rolling out. We're going to be rolling it out literally next day or two. Um, and it'll be on the website and everybody will be able to read about it and you'll be able to see what you can do. Yeah. I can't wait to read about it, just see if there are any applications for, for us here. So uh, that's that side of the business. Fantastic. Great. Let's talk about the COVID-19 test testing side of the business. Sure. Man, a year from now, I mean, a year ago, is that amazing how things happen? I mean, a year ago, and I love the company a year ago, AI, great. Social media monitoring, analytics, you know, getting information, creating data, fantastic business model. And then out of nowhere comes this business. Could you and your wild, it's, and it's not just that it happened, it's that you guys have executed so well. Uh, maybe just because we're doing this, we're doing this recap, maybe just name a couple of highlight agreements that you've press released. And I know you can't say names, but hey, we signed a, a contract for this amount, the contract for that amount, just for people to kind of remind them of how great of a year it's been. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> Could I have foreseen it? No, I don't think anybody's done this, right? Um, and, but, you know, we're happy to have that side of the business. The one, the one thing it's provided is a really steady revenue stream, right? So like I said, uh, the AI business, the, it's a much longer sales cycle. So, you know, when you see it, it goes zoom, zoom, you know, and then you go for a bit and then there's another big one. And then that, that's how it works. But with COVID, it's very steady. So 
that's that's been a real blessing uh, for the business, but not for humanity. Um, so, but yeah, obviously. But you're helping, yeah. right? Look, you we, you don't yeah. want to be a profiteer from it, and you're not. No. But at the end of the day, a problem has arisen, and data matrix has been security clearances in Korea, South Korea, and Canada. You've you've been able to make a difference. Yeah, I'm glad to say that we have, and you know, it, it rolled out and. Um, it was a big scramble in you know, March and April when it was coming because everybody now had to become an expert, you know, virologist <laughs> uh, to get it to work. And so, you know, the mining sector was the first to, um, to really latch on. And I think one of the reasons is, is they have been dealing with, you know, infectious viruses for decades, especially if they worked in like, you know, say Africa. Right. And a lot of the company, you know, the companies that we deal with are global. So, you know, worth billions and billions of dollars. So they'd seen this before and they knew what to do. And they already had facilities in place in a lot of cases, you know, because this it's a virus. So you, the way you test for it is identical to testing for HIV, Ebola, influenza A, influenza B. You know, you just take the influenza kit, you take it out of the machine. You put it in the COVID test kit and bang, you're off and running, you know, so those guys were already established. So, you know, we made multiple sales with them um, and we continue to do business with them. So, you know, millions of dollars in sales there, still going, still talk to them. And, you know, they're still rolling things out worldwide. But then, you know, and if you were here, everything shut down for a couple of months. Nobody knew what to do. People were panicking. Uh, government started rolling off stimulus checks. Um, but then, you know, people needed to get back to work. So what we did at that point is start, you know, we brought in people who knew various other sectors really well. So in particular, the production industry has been a big boon for us. So we added a few people that we knew that have been working in production for decades and brought them on to assist us along with some medical personnel. Um, on, and we brought them onto our advisory board, right? To tell us, you know, what to do. Now with the productions, they've come in because, you know, TV and uh, film is big business, right? This is the companies we're working with in the, you know, in those production houses, you know, range from, you know, smaller productions that you might just see, you know, for TV only, that type of stuff, all the way up to companies that are worth hundreds of billions of dollars. Uh, and those food. are, yeah, top of the food chains, right? Like way up there. I mean, these are companies that everybody's got in their living room, right? <laughs> They're all sitting right there. You flip on, you flip on your smart TV and there they are. Um, so, <clears throat> But these things have continued to expand. It's been a lot like with the, the miners. So they, they try, you know, they start with one show and then they add on, bang, bang, bang. And one of the things that, you know, we've been, and what's made us successful in there is, you know, we're able to do a little bit of catering and stuff to these different markets and to these different productions in particular, because they all have different needs. Everybody has a different business model. And even within these larger, you know, companies we're talking about, every you know every division so to speak or every production or film or however you want to you know divide it they've all got different slightly different needs nothing's uniform 
So we've been able to do that. And so they've been very happy with that. And you know, we've put some of these press releases out as those um, as those contracts roll out, they were you know worth tens of millions of dollars, right? Uh, as they're fulfilled, right? So it typically went up fulfilled six months because because it's not like they're year round. Usually, these productions run for six months at a time or something. So they usually run six to nine. Most productions run six to nine months for the right. bigger companies, right? So the general now this is general. So you know there's there's always exceptions, but the general ebb and flow is you know, everybody starts ramping up around September ish. Some people don't ramp up till late December, but then by you know Q1, Q2, everybody's going in full swing, and they're getting all their production done, you know, et cetera. And then they bring it bring it back down uh, over the summer, gets a little smaller, or towards the end of Q2, it gets a little, you know, everybody gets done. Then it's kind of there's a little bit of a quiet period. Some of them work over the summertime. Of course, with COVID, there may be a lot of people working over the summer. I would think there's going to be a lot, Marshall. Just look what's happened with schedules, the NBA, the NHL. You know, everyone's yeah. going when they can now. There's you don't have the luxury of saying, well, let's take the summer off. If if a yeah. if a production of the uh, Gorecom TV show hasn't taken place, it's got to happen in June. It's got to happen in June. Yeah, you know, that's just the way it is. Yeah, and you know, there's probably going to be a lot of pressure coming from uh, from corporate offices about this. Is you know, the theaters are closed and uh, there's no movies coming out. The the TV shows are being laid, as you said. So. And, you know the revenue streams for them are, are not there and so they're going to want to get things done <laughs> but that you know that's general ebb and flow of this and you know it continues to expand right like when we become preferred partners in those areas they bring more and more productions on so so do you, you know, expect now. do you expect because devil's advocate you know obviously there's big talk about vaccines which would be great that'd be great for society i think none of us disagree with that but at the same time we're seeing that, you know, they're surveying, they're even surveying military personnel, let alone general public, where you're saying 50% of the people won't take the vaccine. So uh, has the vaccine chilled the testing side of the business at all? Not at all. It's, it's had zero impact right now. Uh, you know, I'm no epidemiologist, I'm not a doctor, so nothing I can say can be construed as medical advice, but from from the people we work with who are in the know, right? They're not expecting a lot of change in you know in the next year. There's there's all kinds of issues around this. There's you know just getting everybody vaccinated is one, but even producing enough vaccine for seven billion people around the world is going to be another. And then the efficacy of the vaccine is yet to be proved um, in the market, so to speak. Uh, so you know, and you got half the people that are gonna, not even going to take it. Then there's that. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's a that's a big deal, right? I mean, vaccine yeah, is only that. as good as the number of people are going to take it if it sits on the shelf. Yeah. So you know, I can't predict how many people will or will not take it, but everybody knows there's a, there's a there's a anti-vax contingent of people out there prior to COVID, and then you know if you go on any type of media now, there's there's also speculation around this, you know of. Uh, how, you know, how do we know something they rolls out that fast is going to be safe? Um, but, you know, time will tell, and I'll let the experts speak to that because that's not my, that's not my field. No, but you're but, giving us feedback from the customer. Yeah, absolutely. You're not giving us your own personal opinion. The customer's telling you, we're going to, we're going full steam. We, we're going to. They're going full steam. They're continuing to go full steam. In fact, and they're ramping up. <laughs> so they're taking more and more, right? 
Um, so I, I don't see this slowing down anytime soon. Devil's Advocate Marshall, can you keep up? Is there is there a cap at the end of the day? Well, right now there's not. Um, we have enough uh, capacity to you know keep up, and we've been actively working with our partners on this to increase capacity. So at some point there's going to be a cap. That's definitive. I mean, we'll literally run out of physical space and have to expand. So, but we can always do that. Uh, if there's a need, we'll fill it. So right now, no, I don't see a cap. Interesting. I want to uh, interesting tweet that came up from Eric Canada that mentioned you. Uh, and I think it's important to, to have this just because it's that third part of credibility it's back on November 22nd. And we've got up on the screen now. Uh, but you know, you can read it there. The state of Hawaii will only accept COVID-19 PCR uh, um, you know, from a certified clinical lab from trusted testing and travel partners. In Canada, those are a bunch of names and data matrix AI limited. I mean, what does it feel like, man, to be on an Air Canada tweet that you are a trusted testing travel partner? Oh, I'm pre we're pretty proud of that. So yeah, we're, we are cleared to do, uh, to do the testing um, for the airlines, right? So we'll be doing that as travel picks up. So one of the things that's going on worldwide is, you know, like Hawaii, Hawaii's trying to get their tourism industry back up and running. This is starting, we're starting to see this all over the place. You know, the Caribbean's looking at it, including like PAHO, which is the Pan-American Health Organization that governs the entire Caribbean. They're trying to get a collective agreement up there. Um, we're seeing it in other areas. Uh, Europe was, uh, a lot of the more touristy areas in Europe are starting to talk about it. So, you know, uh, France was talking about it, Italy's talking about it, Greece, areas where people, Greece. you know, they're, huh? yeah, areas where their economy is dependent on that tourism and, you know, are taking a big hit right now. So what we're seeing is they're rolling out their programs and setting up their standards saying, you know, if you get tested within, you know, uh, hypothetically 48 hours before you get on the plane um, and the lab has these certain accreditations and you can produce, you know, paperwork to that fact, then you can say, go to Hawaii and not quarantine for 14 days, right? So we do have those certifications and we can provide that level of service. In fact, uh, that's one of the things that's made us an attractive solution to a lot of verticals. Because right now, if you go through, you know, labs that are working with public health, they can't get you that. They, there's no guarantee that they'll get it to you within 48 hours. It's usually, you know, four days or so. And, and, that's and let's not talk about that, your lab partnership, because obviously you don't have the labs yourself. No. We, at the beginning, and, you know, go through our old press releases, we made strategic partnerships um, with labs in Toronto and, uh, you know, in Vancouver and, you know, in uh, Alberta and, you know, other areas um, to allow these things to, to happen. Because, you know, data metrics is a supplier of kits and stuff. We're not, um, we're not a lab. <laughs> no, of course. You know, I don't have, need, I don't have lab, lab partner, right? Yeah, we needed a lab partner. So we've got them and, you know, they have those certifications and they've been, you know, we're glad to have them, we're, you know, but it's, it's very much a win-win situation for us and our partners. You know, we bring in the business and we get them a really good rock solid supply chain at, at good cost. And then, you know, they run the tests um, and produce the results. So 
it's been great. And, um, you know, we're continuing to expand some of those partnerships right now uh, where areas are needed. Like uh, it's just now arisen that there's a need in Calgary. Okay. So we're looking at that right now. Um, so we'll see how that goes. Uh, but, you know, previously there wasn't a need there. Now, now we're getting echoes of there may be needs there. So, you know, we're continually looking at those different partnerships, but, uh, you know, it's been a real blessing to have them on board, quite honestly. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. And, I mean, and the bottom line is what I'm hearing, Marshall, we'll wrap it up there because we could, we could keep on going because it's been a fantastic year, but is not only has it been a great year for both sides of the business, but it sounds like in 2021, uh, things will can actually, it sounds like it's, it looks like marketing product, everything is on the upswing and that you're probably going into an even better year. Probably we're not making projection like that, but it looks like you're going to an even better year than this year. Yeah. I think we're, you know, seeing where we were last year, this time, and this year, this time, I'm, I'm very, very confident that we have positioned ourselves well, both on, you know, especially on the technology front, you know, with, like I said, with smart rolling out and all this, we've made great strides forward and, you know, we'll be ready to hit those, those new sectors and uh, new geographies um, next year. And just, you know, hopefully this is going to be, you know, another banner year for data metrics next year. And, and as a reminder for everyone at home, a lot of that is not just uh, optimism, but the company has signed contracts that they've announced and, you know, they're being executed. They, 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 even though the company had the best Q quarter ever in Q3 and the best nine month period ever. And, and for the first time in the black on EBITDA, um, those, the, the, those contracts are still being recognized in Q4 in Q1 and Q2. So it's not just hope and optimism. You know, the contracts that you've got. Uh, that's to, correct. To backstop that. So, yeah, man, congratulations. Uh, uh, that you've you've had a great year, and not because the COVID nineteen thing fell in your lap, also because you had already established the security clearances in Canada, in South Korea, with the highest levels of government, you know, or around the world in some cases. So when the opportunity came uh, arose, and the Canadian government needed somebody need a partner you guys were it so you know preparation equals success and that's all on you guys so congratulations for putting the company in that position marshall thanks george we're really proud of the work we've done so far you've been watching or you've been listening to my podcast on spotify apple google your favorite podcast platform to ceo marshall gunter of data matrix Trades on the Venture Exchange on the stock symbol DM for our friends in the US, DTMXF, and for our friends in Europe on Frankfurt under D4G. Uh, look, you've heard everything and you've watched everything that Marshall had to say. Uh, if those of you who are new to the story need even more information, because we know there's a lot here, just get over to the Agoracom hub for Dead Matrix and, uh, and take a look at the profile page. And we got everything laid out there for you in one snapshot so you can take a look at it. Do your due diligence. Uh, AI isn't going away. I can tell you AI is only going to become bigger and bigger and bigger part of the entire world. Uh, and data matrix is there. And we know for now, at least, even with the vaccine conversations taking place, that testing, and we've heard this not just from Marshall, but from other clients as well, testing is still going ahead full steam. Absolutely. Uh, because people 
don't see it as a panacea. It's going to be great. It's going to help society, but there's still going to be a lot of holes to fill and testing is going to help, you know, fill those holes. So thanks for joining us, everyone. Have a fantastic day. See you next time.